Hi everybody, I'm very excited about today's episode. We have Gustavo Plaza, one of my first yoga teachers. He is still a yoga teacher. He travels the world teaching yoga philosophy, hatha yoga, mysticism, and we talk about yoga today. We talk about the importance of meeting very spiritual people in your life and in your quest of self-realization, the importance of treating your body well, your mind well, and how to do so. We talk about Ayurveda, psychology, mysticism, psychiatry, psychedelics, and meditation. This one is a good one. Enjoy. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Thrive. Today we have Gustavo Plaza. He was one of my earliest yoga teachers when I started learning a little bit more about spirituality and yoga back in Guayaquil, Ecuador. Uh, an excellent spirituality, yoga philosophy, and half a yoga teacher. And, and I had been thinking about talking with him because he has several initiatives going on and it's always a good time to talk about philosophy with him so welcome everybody and thank you for joining me gustavo thank you so much christian i'm, I'm so happy for, for what you're doing and sharing with so many people all, all these uh, uh open-minded philosophies and and uh, uh worldviews and and metaphysics and everything that can get and get you a little bit more healthy in body and in mind. So I'm, I'm really happy and it's, it's really great what you're doing with your podcast. I appreciate it. I, I, I really do. Uh, and I love doing it because specifically at the beginning of the pandemic, I started it because I was trapped in my apartment and, and it was, I'm, I'm in New York. So it was like very, very complicated. I know that why I collect it or what it was very bad too. And, but here was really bad. And I just wanted to talk with my friends and I started talking with them over the phone. And then I thought, well, why, why don't I just start a podcast and start conversations with my friends about interesting things. I, I find myself being, being very lucky to have so many passionate friends about so, so many different topics. And, and that's how it began. And then it just expanded a little bit more. And I've been interviewing so many cool, interesting people. Uh, and we talk uh, about it all these topics I'm remembering right now uh, uh, an episode I had with the chair of psychiatry at Sloan Kettering where we talked about death and meaning and our relationship with death in the day-to-day -day living and and one and one of the things that I, I know we'll end up talking about is yoga and and I do wonder what got you into it like what was the thing that said, okay, I'm Gustavo. I want to become a yoga teacher and teach spirituality to people. Yeah, um, well, first uh, to begin, I think one of the, the of the things that happened during this uh, pandemic, or which the way I like to call it, I'm sorry, is pandemic, um, <laughs> is um, is that many people that got trapped and, and got and had to face uh, their realities. And, and when I say face their realities, face their fears, 
phaser, first day, um, the attachments, uh, face, li face live as, 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 I don't know how to say, as raw how it is. You know, because one of one of the things we've we've seen, and I and and that's that's my my opinion and, and one of my deepest beliefs, the most uh, difficult situation we we just passed is is not the sanit uh, the sanitary one, you know, not, not the not the health one, but mainly the fear one. You know, facing facing fear and 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 and, and people, um, you know what happened in your nervous system, you know what happened in your in immune system. You know what happened in 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 in, the, in a body that is supposed to be healthy, when the when the when fear anxiety starts to develop in in, in your mind and how this is going to work to all your body, and 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 but but even in in this moment that was like a real real difficult situation, many people start uh, blooming and and planting seeds for creating new stuff, creating new things, and 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 finding a way how to to give in that moment you know for us was was a very difficult situation you know i, I we i think we will speak about it but we were in india and and and, and we, we we were we were trapped you know i say trapped but it, it was really a blessing to stay there because we couldn't go back to the country it was really a blessing and and, and we had the opportunity to to give so much to the people with uh instagram lives and and uh some some classes and and also for ourselves going deep deep in in the spiritual practice like like being able to have the time to go deep in your practice you know some some you, you might you might also experience the same certain days certain times you say okay i don't have time for my meditation i don't have i don't have time for my spiritual practice uh because i have to do this work i have to go to the clinic i have to go to the other place i have to go to the to the coffee shop i have a meeting i have the podcast you know you have you have many things to do and you never have time and but when we were faced with time, we were faced, you know, face face to face with time to be able to do the practice. There was people that really did it, you know, that, that were doing the practice, and others that were not doing. There was just tense and and fearful, you know, full of fear and 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 full of anxiety, and you know, watching TV and movies, and you know, it's, it's like when you get to an airplane, you know, it, you, you, sometimes you take a book to be able to read it. But you end up looking just movies, movie after movie after movie after movie, instead of yes, you know, like really growing by reading the book you are supposed to read. You know, sometimes, some, sometimes we get the opportunity to be able to do the things that we are supposed to do, but we don't do them. Mm -hmm. We rather lose time. And I think um, there was an opportunity for people that is creative and people like yourself that are thinking, you know, like we can do better than this, to develop so many, so many things. And um, I, I believe that uh, this, you know, the uh, I, there's there's a saying in, in Ecuador, you know, it that says, "No, no hay mal que por bien no venga." You know, you know it very well. You know, yeah. there's no bad things that that will happen that won't bring something good out of it. So mm -hmm. I think I think you, as many people, uh, to, took this difficult moment in whatever uh, whatever opinion we have about it. And, and and brought something good out of it, you know, uh, like you planted a seed and, and now it's growing from from there. So now you ask me about how, how did I get into yoga? Uh, like really honestly, I I have um I have I have my 
like my doubts, like I, I don't have like a, a clear way. Sometimes it's just like a blessing. Uh, when I was growing up, I, I was a little, little kid. And in my house, my father had so many books of India, so, so many books from India. And, and I remember at that time I couldn't read, but I could see the, the photos, you know, and the pictures. And there was, you know, Buddha and Krishna and Jesus Christ. And, and one book that really impacted me. And, and actually, you know, I have my, one of my, I have many, I have many books. This is, this is some of the books I have, but I have it right here. Let me see if I can get it. Oh. I remember we had this, this canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam that is, uh, is also called uh, the Bhagavata Purana, which oh. is an ancient scripture from India. And, and this one uh, is uh, a compilation, uh, like the Bhagavata Purana is, is, is a huge like a book, but you can make it in one or two single books. But actually this translation of, of His Divine Grace, Srila Bhaktivedanta Prabhupada, from, you know, founder of the society, uh, Krishna Consciousness Society, he, he, he made this translation like in, I think it's like four, like in Spanish it's like 10 or 12 books. And haven't been translated completely he, 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 because he gives all his commentary and it's very, very deep and very extensive. And there was this picture, which I'm going to show you right now. No, that's beautiful. Krishna teaching his um, followers. Yeah, actually, actually, Shuka is Shuka Deva Goswami sitting with uh, the King Parikshit, which, uh, well, it's a, it's a long story. If we start, if we're talking, we will have to talk about the Bhagavata. But at that mm. moment, of course, I, I didn't know that it was. Uh, uh, Tukadeva with this king, uh, Parekshikin, and and then some sages. But looking at this at, at this uh, drawing, at this at this picture, I, something something like very deep uh, uh, getting to me. Like these people are special. Mm. Who who are they? Like I was, I'm telling you, maybe I was around five years old. I, I had no idea about anything. I see who are these people? Like mm. they are. Why they? And I, I came to know maybe, mm, I don't know. I don't know about time, that, but, my, but somehow my dad, maybe six months from there or three months from there or maybe the, the, the next year, maybe I asked him. I, don't, I honestly don't remember. And he explained me, these are yogis. These are, these are yogis. And I said, whoa, what is a yogi? And, but, but this sense of this, this path of self-knowledge, of, of self-realization, of understanding the connection of yourself, of yourself with, with nature, with the world, with what is, what is behind what we see, you know, that, that fundamental um, energy that is sustaining all, that is, you know, no way to express this, this deep silence that, that is sustaining everything that is moving. And of course, the, the word God and the concept of God and, and the idea of, of God was, was there since childhood, mainly implanted from the Christian and, and, and Catholic traditions. But beyond, beyond that, there's, there's this sense, you know, there's, there's this sense that there is something else. You know, Paramahansa Yogananda, he says that uh, we human beings are in the search for that something else. The man is in an eternal quest. We are in an internal quest for searching for that thing that will bring us uh, fulfillment, peace, and, and, and uh, 
um, eternal joy. And we try to find it in, 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 in a woman. We try to find it in a, in a partner. We try, to find, we try to find it in kids, in our, in, our, in, our, in our children. We try to find it in our jobs. But, you know, all those small um, joys, they vanish. Sooner or later, they vanish. They go. They're, they're limited. But the man who has thought and, and found God, for that man, the quest is over. Because finding that deep self, finding that, that, divine, that divine self, that, that is God uh, will fulfill your what you are looking for, but not in you know not not in that that uh, that religious sense, but that deep spirituality sense. My things since since childhood, since very early very early, I, I felt it in some way. And then when I think around, also my six or seven, my my dad gave me some instructions for meditation, or, or, and then again very spontaneously, he was he was not preaching to me. He, he, was not, he, he was never preaching to me. He was never teaching me anything. He was a very, uh, very medium practitioner. I mean, I mean, he was not like a real practitioner of yoga. He, he, he was his interest and he liked it, but he was too much into work and job and family and not giving too, too, too much time to, for his practice. Mm -hmm. But one night I remember getting up. Maybe again, I was in between my five or six years old and I went to the live. I was... I went to his room. Normally, when you know, when, when kids, when we wake up in the night and we go to the to the parents' room, sometimes you know, there's a parent that will all you bring it to bed, and there's the parent that will always see you back to your bed. They say, "Okay, <laughs> okay, kid, you know, come come to come to my bed." And the other parent will say, "No, you go back to your bed." <laughs> so normally, my mother will will be the one sending me back to my bed, and my father will be the one, "Okay, come and sleep with us." And I went to bed to to. to uh, it was maybe maybe around I, I believe twelve o'clock in the in the midnight you know midnight, and I went to see my 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 parents and my dad was not on bed, he was not in his bed and and I started searching for him because otherwise if I get into the bed my mom will will kick me out and will send me back to my to my bed, and then I, I was looking for him in all the house he was not in the bathroom he was not there and then I went to the living room and he was in the living room sitting down in the lotus position. You know, all erect, you know, eyes closed and doing his meditation practice, which at that time I had no, no idea what meditation was. And he and I get so close to him and he opened his eyes and he said, OK, come here, sit down. And, and he, he, he taught me, he taught me some, some steps for meditation, like how to regulate my breathing, observe my breathing, you know, uh, put my eyes in the, in the Putasha Chaitanya, the Christ center, you know, mm -hmm. uh, which in, in, in the East is called the uh, spiritual eye or the third eye. And I remember like maybe right after like four or five minutes of doing that, I get a headache, you know, for putting my eyes, you know, all the way here. Mm -hmm. I was just a little kid. And I stayed asleep in there while he was meditating. And th that was like my, fair, my first in this life, first encounter with the practice of meditation itself. And then I grew up like like everyone in, in our you know in our beloved city of Guayaquil, which you know is a is a very interesting city, and, and Ecuadorians are very interesting people, you know, for mm. or say the less. And and then um, when I was around my thirteen years old, uh, between twelve or thirteen, I started feeling a, a very deep call, you know, of of of, of transcendence, of going deeper. And, and before, when I was a child, I had some experiences that, some uh, meditation experiences, I will say, that one is not to talk about, but 
but uh but they were uh, very intense in, in in my mind in, in my in my in my psychic you know in, in in all my my psychic aspect you know it, it, it touched me like some experiences in meditation um but i couldn't understand it at that time because maybe i was around seven years old eight years old something like that mm-hmm. and now as i tell you i was not a practitioner of meditation i would make every now and then some some sitting uh after my my dad gave me these instructions and especially sometimes in dreams you know like very lucid dreams that i i i recall so so clearly like i was maybe around six or seven years old now in this dream with the yogis and 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 some deities and you know some people say it's information that comes from past lives some people might say that it's hallucination uh I'm I'm not I'm not too complicated a, a, a diagnosis, you know. I'm just I'm just you know, I just observe I just observe what happened, you know, in 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 my childhood in my mind, and and then when I was 13 years old, I was really already doing martial arts. I start I started martial arts very early, and I started looking for a master. You know, I wanted to I wanted to understand it, and now I could I could read them, and I started reading these books. I I was reading. From the Srimad Bhagavatam, from the Bhagavad Gita, from the autobiography of a yogi of Paramahansa Yogananda, all, all these books that were there. Obviously, I didn't finish any. You know, I would just <laughs> get the book and you know open a page and read some some information, some information here, some information there. And and then there was this book, one book that really um, what I was able to connect with. I I think I was 13 when I read it, 13, 14 years old when I read it. It was the third eye. There was the third eye. Of this uh, this uh, lama named uh, Lopsan Lopsan Rampa. I've never. I don't know if you ever heard of it. No. It sounds familiar, know. but no, not really. You know, in the seventies, you know, during the the hippie revolution, uh, it, it became a very very well well known book. Although there was a like a real um, uh, like uh, how, how you say. So, so many doubts about it because the 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 author of the book would, would call he 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 was telling he was a a, a Tibetan Lama, but his story is very crazy. His story is very crazy. Like actually, he's not a Tibetan Lama. He he was never a Tibetan Lama. You know, the the man the man who wrote the book was a Canadian guy, mm. or or an American guy guy that was living in Canada. Something that I I really don't remember very well, but uh, you know there were so many doubts and so many people like uh, uh make, making a. Denuncias, how you say in, in English? Uh, uh, yeah, they would uh, be denouncing him. Yeah, let's say no. He, he he's a liar. He he's not telling the truth. But actually, the book is really really good, like a really really good book to be like easy reading, like, like very fast, and it got me like very connected, like to to to, to the search for a master. And I started doing the I, book again. Uh, the third eye, third eye. The third eye of Lopsan Rampa. The book is very, very, very well written. The guy has a very, very good way of description. You know, he, he describes everything, the temples and the and the smells of the incense and the candles and, mm-hmm. and all the experiences with the masters and experiences in the in the in the in his life. And, and you know that the Tibetans has this they have this experience like like they they have they are very well uh versed astrologers. Mm-hmm. And as astrologers they usually find where the monk has reincarnated. Actually, that's the way you know they find they found or they find whenever the Dalai Lama dies and whenever he's reborn, mm-hmm. they go and find uh, the monk. I, I'm, I'm sure you know you know about these experiences. So, yeah. There's if some there's some people listening to this this uh, podcast, 
don't don't be surprised. It maybe <laughs> if you have a son next month and a year from there from then, uh, maybe three or four monks come to your house, knock the door, and say, "Hey, this this boy was born here like one year ago, and his description is like this and like this and like that." And we will write. Uh, we believe in reincarnation, and we believe that he's had. We believe in rebirth. Sorry, and we believe that he he has been reborn here. So, um, so we want to test him and see if he's a monk. And usually, they find monks this way. So the idea of this book is that this there was a monk that was found this way and was a very very important monk. Was a Lobsang uh, uh, monk, and 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 he was like a very very important master and Tibetan master with a message to for the world. Um, but you can take the book just as uh, science fiction, you know, not, not really like like uh, his 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 proposal is that like the book is uh, like uh, like real history, not like it's real, you know, based on based on facts on, on things that really happen. But but um, you can take it just just uh, as uh, a science fiction. But the book is where you will read. So that got me like really really connected at that time to the. Um, to the idea of searching for a master, to, to the idea of a spiritual practice, to the idea of meditation, of going deeper. And I, I started practicing meditation, which at that time I didn't understand well. You know, I didn't really, really understand well. And I was not the boy to be asking and asking questions, you know, like, and so I wouldn't go to my dad's dad and ask him. So at the moment, it became to me, uh, it, became to, it, it became for me like uh, something in a very, um, Say normal to try to understand meditation as clearing your mind, clearing your mind. You know, like mm. trying to make your mind thoughtless, have no no thought at all, which is is not far away from what meditation is. But but it was confused with the term this term that was used for for some time, especially during the eighties and the seventies, like making your mind blank, mm -hmm. like like blanking your mind. Yeah, which and, is um, impossible. Of course, it's, it's impossible that, that, that you know, it was a, it's, a, it's a wrong way to understand the, the, the meditation itself. Mm -hmm. but, um, but so that came into my mind. And now I remember sitting in, in doing my meditations and I was following the instructions of, uh, of a Zen, of Dr. Suzuki's uh, Zen books for, for meditation. I was really, you know, I was completely confused. And then I started going deeper in the, in, in more interesting books like Ramakrishna, you know, Swami Vivekananda, which are important names. Mm -hmm. And although I was, I was feeling well, you know, in the past that I was starting, I, I, I know that I was completely confused. And my dad started start looking at me and he, he started to see some changes, you know, because I'm being 15. I don't want to go to parties anymore. I don't want to go out with my friends anymore. I'm like, I'm, like tr I'm, I'm trying to become like a monk. And my father's getting worried because, you know, uh, you know, Ecuadorian fathers, you know, he wanted to have grandsons and he wanted me to get married. And, <laughs> yeah. and the same as Ecuadorian, as Ecuadorians, fathers and, and fathers around the world, parents around the world, he didn't want to respect my liberty to choose my path of whatever I wanted to do. So whenever I said, you know, a quote that I wanted to be a monk, he, he, he said, no, why are you going to do this instead of saying, are, are you sure? <laughs> like I will support you. Anyway, he didn't support me. I'm happy that he didn't because, like, like honestly, that what that was not my past at, at least at that moment. And he, but he, to be able to clear myself, he took me to the school, the meditation school of my master, mm -hmm. Father Davila, and mm -hmm. which, which you know, he's a Catholic priest, 
but but he he was a very um he was a very well learned academic in meditation and he was a uh an outstanding realized master and i, I had i had the opportunity to meet him and but before meeting him you know i didn't i didn't want anything to do with catholic religion you know i had rejected catholic religion in my mind i, I didn't want anything to do with it so he he takes me to this beautiful ashram to this beautiful place that you that you know in here in San Borondon. Mm -hmm. And I, I fell in love with the place, the teachings, and, and they have the pictures of Yogananda and, mm -hmm. and Krishna and the masters from India. And, and, and I say, I like this. This, this is what I want. You know, this is the teachings of Yogananda. But then I came to know that the founder of the place was a Catholic priest. And I say, a Catholic priest? Are you kidding me? I, I want to get away from that. I don't, I don't want anything to do with Catholic priests. So, so, so then... When they explained me what type of Catholic priest he was, you know, that he was very open and that mm -hmm. he was a, like a real master, a guru. They explained it to me, but like, I, I'm not the type of person that just believe in because you say it. Mm -hmm. I, need, I need to know it from, from, my own, from my own experience. Then I met Father Davila. I remember maybe the same, the same or month and, or next month when I started the practice in the, in the ashram, in, in the school of Father Davila, Asociación Escuela de Autorealización. And then... Um, I remember asking him some questions. He was so clear, uh, so uh, so concrete, so objective, and like a, 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 not not talking about fantasies, not talking about ideas. Had been very practical, like very very practical in all of his answers, whatever he was saying, and and very well learned in the practice of meditation and and the understanding of of Indian philosophies, yoga, Vedanta, and all this. And um, so I, I, I connected with him. I connected with him. And it, it, it didn't matter how much I rejected the, the, the Catholic aspect. Like I, I knew I was before a master. I knew, he, I knew he was a master. So I started learning with him and practicing. And, 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 but there's one difference right now with the people who get into yoga or into meditation or into the things. You know, Christian, right now, everyone wants to be a teacher. Everyone wants to be a coach. Everyone wants to be a guru. Nobody wants to learn. Nobody wants to be a student. No, nobody wants to learn. And, and at that time, when you were getting into yoga, you were not getting into yoga because it was a, it was a business. You were getting into yoga because you wanted to know yourself. Mm -hmm. That was the difference. You know, <laughs> we use it as, as a tool for civilization. We use it as, as a tool for self-knowledge. And I, that's what I was looking for. I wanted self-knowledge. I wanted to be a, a student. And I would, be, I would do whatever my master asked me to do. So what happened then, my, my master and, and the senior teachers asked me to start teaching with them and, and helping them doing, doing the teaching. Not because I wanted to be a teacher, but because it, it had to happen just to be able to, to, con, to do continuity, you know, to, 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 to have continuity, to be able to, what I have received, give it to others. Mm -hmm. And then I'll start teaching, teaching yoga, teaching meditation, teaching the philosophy. And I never stopped studying, always studying more, studying more and going deeper and deeper and deeper in my practice, in my studies, in the scriptures. And, and in 1999, Father Davila left the body. And then we were, uh, we were teaching uh, in, in the ashram. And at that time when he left the body, maybe two years from then, around uh, 2001, I started seeing that I needed to go deeper in my understanding. That my meditation was working, but I, but I still needed guide you know, to go to go deeper in my in my experiences. So 
I connected with Swami Vedabharati, which is uh, one of the great Himalayan yogis, and he was a very intimate friend of Father Davila. And through him and through the connection also with uh, uh, Sripad Sadhu Maharaj from Vrindavan, which also you met in, in mm -hmm. he came to Ecuador, um, because I had met him previously during, maybe I believe in 1996, Father Davila was still, you know, in, in his physical form, his physical body. And, and then um, I, I started receiving guide from these masters, always in connection with what Father Davila had taught. And, and being able to go deeper in my understanding, deep in my studies, deeper in my meditation. And I'm very grateful to Swami, Swami Veda because Swami Veda Bharati gave me, uh, say, the, 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 ne the next step of the experiences, the, ne the next step uh, and the depths of, of my meditation in a very, very uh, easy way to understand. And then, then, you know, I started traveling to India and I started teaching in other places. And around 2000, 2012 or 2000, no, even uh, before, Swami told me, you know, you, you, will, you, will start, you will start teaching in many places, in many parts of the world. You, you go to countries, you will do this and you will do that. And at that time, when I spoke to Swami, I was saying, how, how, how is this going to happen? Uh, mm -hmm. I have no idea what, what you're saying. I didn't ask him. I was just listening to him, but I was thinking, you know, well, how is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? This is very interesting. And you know that we just, we just, built, we just built our ashram here. Uh, my, my ashram with my wife and my family. We have our own ashram now. And we'll definitely visit it next time I go to Ecuador. Yeah, you have to come. And, and around 2012, I quote Swami, Swami Veda. I, told, I tell him about a friend that I had that, that he, 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 he was doing this with us. And he, this person will help you to build your, your ashram, your place. He told me this in 2012. But this friend, which I was quoting, around 2015, um, we had a, a, misunderstand, a misunderstanding, and he and he went away from me. You know, like like he said, no, I don't, don't want to be, I don't want to follow you anymore. I want to learn from you anymore, or something like that. Mm -hmm. and, and it was just a misunderstanding. And at that moment, I think you know he, he was having, he was going through a hard time, so, so he he didn't even want to talk. But then years, years, years passed and years passed and then he connected me again and he told me, I'm sorry for what happened, you know, years ago. And like, there, there was no like really reason, I'm sorry. And I, I would like to, to be able to, to continue your uh, learning from you and doing the practice. And he finally, uh, he finally came and, and actually the word of Swamiji came to life. He helped me in building the ashram right now. You know, oh, it happened that way. And I didn't, I didn't, I thought I, I thought maybe he was wrong, you know, maybe some of you was wrong. He, <laughs> he told me this and now this guy just left and maybe the opportunity is gone. But it happened in that way. But um, what is strange for me is that uh, that when I, I, I failed when I was like around 14 and 15, that life, life was making no sense to me. Like if life was just about getting money, uh, getting married, having kids, living that life, if that was if that was life. There was no meaning to it. There, mm -hmm. they, they should have been a, a very deep meaning for life. So I went to this ex, ex, existential feeling. You know, I was, I was passing through a very existential moment. Normally, the, the, that happens in your 30s. You're 30 <laughs> years old. So this, but this happened to me when I was 15. And that's what's really a, uh, like pushed me to go deeper in my practice, to having a guru, to having a, a master and guide. I, I felt that, that the only way to, to be able to really 
find happiness is being being able to find happiness within. And I, I knew that since I was a, a like a little boy, and then when in my in my teenage, you know, around the 13 to 15, uh, that was that was completely. I, I, I was it was so clear to me because I, I had girlfriends, I was going to parties, I was doing, and nothing of this fulfilled me. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing of these things were fulfilling me. So when meditation came, a completely change, change came, and it, it has been a path. It has been a long, long path, and and now I'm I have the opportunity to be uh, here sitting with you and, and talking about these these the things. Yeah, you know, it, first of all, it, it is a beautiful story, and and I'm I'm excited about your ashram. I really want to take a look at it. I think I'm going to Ecuador in November, so I'll drop by, and you know, I yeah. I never got the opportunity to meet Father Davila. Uh, I did get the opportunity, thanks to you, to meet uh, Sadhu Maharaja. And, and I did also, because you brought Swami Veda, I got to meet him too. And these are just amazing people. I, 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 like, these, these are not your usual human being, not even yes. your usual wise human being. And, and I always, when I would have the opportunity to meet these people, I would try to like squeeze the, the most amount of time with them because it was so, it, I remember both of them when I saw them as life-changing for me. So uh, Sadhu Maharaja, I remember he stayed in the school and I got the opportunity to like sleep there too. Yeah, yeah. And like make him breakfast and, and stuff like that. And I, I was just like helping out. And, and the, just the overall feeling of him and his relationship with everybody around him, the, the serenity and love and thoughtfulness of every single action that he took on every single day. I remember I, I was in a relationship at the time and I was talking with him. And I also had this... Uh, concern you know this concern like oh do I want to be alone and become a like I, I I don't know if I was thinking about becoming a monk specifically but certainly dedicating myself to meditation and on my own without any external concerns and and he was just very very quiet and very thoughtful and he told me well if you're like he, he told me two things one of them he said, yes, if you're alone, it's easier. And then he told me, yeah, if you're in a relationship, like, like make it loving, you know? And, and I remember that being important to me. And I remember, I don't know, I remember a conversation when he was having with somebody that came to visit him for breakfast. And... And this person, I forget whom he was exactly, but he was like, maybe like doing a little bit of a gossip, like saying, hey, this thing happened to this person, blah, 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 blah. And who, and, and I don't know that he's a good person, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think about him, uh, uh, Sadhu Maharaja? And he was some like, he, he said something like, oh, he's, he's very nice. He's like a, 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 like, and he mentioned maybe like a, a good action that this person had made. And then just switch the topic. And, and yeah. I remember seeing that and thinking, whoa, this is like really important for me because 
then I realized that he was, first of all, being so mindful of, I don't want to be like talking bad about somebody that maybe I know, maybe I don't know, but also I don't want to be disturbing my mind with criticism of others. Let's just like stay in love and let's just be loving and let's just sp spread the love within this conversation. Let's not even, if we start criticizing someone right now, the vibe that we're having that is so loving and so beautiful is going to change. So why let, why do that? Let's just not do that. Let's just be quiet and be loving. And that was very powerful to me, like a very powerful teaching. And then Swami Veda, I never got to meet in person, but what I, but, but I did see him in one of the conferences that you led uh, the, 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 the Sadhana Yoga Conference that I think you, you throw every year. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And, and he was having a, he was teaching us something and then he led a meditation. And I remember it being like a very deep meditation, a very like powerful, like I remember living out of this meditation and thinking, oh, this is like, a, this is different. And yes, he said, yes, yes, and, yes. yeah. And he said something just kind of casually after the med meditation was over, he said something around the light of, if, if what you felt thought was powerful, just imagine how it would be to have a meditation with Jesus. I'm in this conversation for a Catholic crowd. It was so interesting. And so like, and I thought, wow, this is a, a guy that I really want to know more of and really want to read more about. And I ended up uh, doing uh, their yoga teacher training in Minneapolis. And I met some of the monks that, that work there and they're so amazing. And I even became very close with some of them. And some of them are my current spiritual mentors even. So it, I'm very grateful for you bringing this uh, Swami Veda to Guayaquil, Ecuador. It was so beautiful and such an amazing experience to meet people like that. Meeting people like that can be life-changing, absolutely. Yeah, it is. It's, it's necessary. Absolutely. Actually, there are, there are three, three or four things that I recall that are, are, like, are like Ramakrishna. Sri Ramakrishna Paramahansa would quote, and, and many, like the tradition calls, like, like necessities for, for like deepening your spiritual practice. And sometimes not only life changes are you're saying, but also resets. You know, we, we all the time need this reset, you know, um, because we, we get caught up in so many things during life. Like say, like right now, I've been traveling to India 15, 15 times now for the past, for the past, uh, uh, 11 to 12 years and uh, yeah may maybe like 11 years that we've been traveling to India and um, and one of the things that Ramakrishna is saying and, and the tradition says like essential for life uh, first sadhu sangha that's mean like sadhu like it's like sadhu I'm, like I'm like a spiritual person a saint the sadhu Mm -hmm. Sangha, you know, reunion, like going mm -hmm. to be able to meet the sadhus, to meet with the, you know, like to get together with people that will that will take you deeper and will 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 show you teaching. And you know, there's there's this saying, tell tell me, dime con quién andas y te diré quién eres. Tell me who you roll with, I will tell you who you are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like very in, in a very New York New York way, you know, tell me who you who you roll with, I will tell you who you are. Tell mm -hmm. me who you hang out with, and I will tell you who you are. 
And it is the same. If you are able to be in connection with these people, they will bring your mind up. Mm -hmm. they, they will bring your mind up. They will bring you, they will, they will come down to bring you to their level. Slowly, very slowly, in, in a, in a life-changing experience, changing your mind, changing your thoughts, changing your point of view. Because um, Yogananda would also say, even more powerful than, than willpower is a company you're used to. Mm -hmm. The company you're used to. You want someone next to you that makes you grow, that makes you better, that makes you a better person, that, that, that makes you want to be better. In whatever aspects of your life, you know, if, if you are a doctor and you're working in research and you know it, you want to relate with the doctors that are doing research and that are doing papers and then going studying and going deeper because they 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 push you and they pull you to be better, to do better, to learn more. And in the same with athletes, you know, if, if you are like an MMA fighter or, or a boxer or whatever, you want to box, you want to train with people who are training hard, people who are training harder than you to be able to go to their level because you also want to improve. So in, in any in any aspects of life, you always have to visit someone who makes you better, or uh, uh, be with someone who makes you better. And this sadhu sangha is a practice that has been done for for millennia in India. Everyone goes to visit a guru. Everyone goes to visit a master. It doesn't need it doesn't need to be your master, you know, in practical sense that this is your spiritual master. But you go to visit a spiritual master. Like say, okay. Like you're learning in the path of, of civilization and, uh, and the Himalayan tradition. And say like you have your mentors and, and, and the lineage is Swami Rama's lineage and Swami Veda's lineage is, is amazing. This is, this is your lineage. Mm -hmm. But say tomorrow they say that, uh, okay, Dalai Lama is going to give a conference in, in, in New York. Is it Dalai Lama? You know, he's, he's sharing wisdom. He's a, he's a wisdom person. He's, he's bringing timeless wisdom from the Buddhist tradition, which is also connected to your spiritual practice and to the Himalayan tradition and to all the spiritual deep practice. So you go to him and you go to this conference and you go to his meditation and you go to his practices and you come out from there. You, 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 you come out inspired. You're inspired. You want to go deeper. You don't want to. It's not that you. It doesn't, it doesn't make you that you want to you turn into a, into a Buddhist. It makes you that you want to go deeper in your own spiritual practice. That, that's that's maturity of practice. Immature practice will be changing master, changing guru every now and then, you know, because you, you, you are searching for something new. But the real experience will be when you go to meet to meet such a person and it, it makes you go deeper in your spiritual practice. Then the other practice is the other the other aspect is going to holy places by doing a pilgrimage. Go going to India, going to 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 Jerusalem, going going you know going to Machu Picchu, going to these these sacred places where where people used to gather and there's so much energy. There's so it's so pack of energy of these spiritual masters. Like say the places where Jesus where Jesus lived and and and, and taught, you know, next to the uh, Mount of Tiberiades in 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 the in the Holy Land, or or all these um sacred mountains in the United States, you know, where the Indians were going to do their worships and, and their rituals and, and the way to connect, going deeper in, 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 in these uh, sacred places. It's also an important part of the spiritual practice. And, and you come from there, you come inspired. Like say right now, you are working in New York doing this and that, and now you, you decide to come with me to India. And you come with me to India and you are one month 
sharing with sadhus and yogis and meditating every day for two hours, you know, because that's, that's the way we do the, the tour, the, the, our trip, is meditating in the mornings, meditating in the night, meditating in every temple that we go, meeting with sadhus, meeting with masters, going to visit Sadhu Maharaj and doing so many things. And, um, and you come inspired. You come recharge and reset. You know, you come to, to really be able to face your, your, your past fears, your past limitations, your, your bad habits, your, your, your negative thoughts, your negative patterns, to be able to evolve. Mm-hmm. And then, but and then it stays with you, that stays with you one week, two weeks, one month. And then again, you get caught up. Mm-hmm. You get caught up in, 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 the, in the life. You get caught up in, in, in your thoughts. Obviously, you have grown. You get mm-hmm. cut up again. So every now and then, we need, we need this reset. And then the third practice is obviously having your daily spiritual practice, which is a daily reset, you know, a, day, a daily reset. So, so it's as you say, it's so, so important to be able to meet and to be able to, to have the opportunity. And, and you had a very rare opportunity to be able to meet someone like Swami Veda. When we're talking about persons like Swami Veda, I, I wouldn't say only in the in the academic or or still um, like say uh, religious aspect because in India he was a Mahamandaleshwara, which is actually like a very very high, high spiritual title within the Indian tradition and within his akara his his uh, like say his lineage his his Swamihood lineage, which is a uh, uh, Niranjana Niranjana akara that that's like like the lineage which to, he was like a like the head priest of all the Niranjana Akara. And meeting like say maybe like the say like the, the then there's the Shankaracharya. I don't, I don't know if you know about what the Shankaracharya is, you know. And the Shankaracharya is like say like a Pope. In India he's like a Pope. And then you have the Mahamandaleshwara that I like these are special cardinals, you know, like these cardinals from 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 Rome. And so Swamiji was was like was also a, a, a Mahamandaleshwara. But not saying, not only, not saying in that aspect, because like for politics, someone can have uh, like the same type of, uh, of, uh, of position, you know, some, some politics. And right now there's so much politics in religion that we don't know when, is, when, when we are talking like real spiritual people and we're talking with politicians. Mm-hmm. But, but his, his, his depth of meditation is, as you say, the way he transmitted the spiritual practice of, of, of the meditation, it was not only... Um, uh, a regular practice, like sitting down with Swami Veda to meditate, was really being able to go to a, a deeper level, a, to a really understanding of the meditation. And and I was blessed to be able to train, to be trained by him and by the Himalayan tradition, to be able also to 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 share that experience and to understand that 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 sharing of that experience and it has been it has been uh, uh, really a blessing and and it's it's not something that you do it's something that you are able just to share because it's given to you that that's what some some share I remember the first time the ever first time I sat down to sit to meditation with Swamiji just him and me just him and me alone nobody else. And, and we sat down maybe for five minutes or so, like a, a very short meditation. And he told me, he told me, now you can see even with these five minutes, how your mind has, has changed. And he, he, was, he was obviously 
suggesting me to do these small meditations, you know, in the Himalayan tradition, they suggest these small meditations during the day. He was suggesting this small meditation. And I, I told him, I told him, uh, Swamiji, of course, but in your presence is something different. <laughs> and, and, he, and he very, very humbly, but honestly, very humbly, but honestly, he said, he said I won't deny what you say. <laughs> I, because I was talking about his presence, how his yeah. presence was, was taking me to a deeper level. And he says, I won't deny what you say. But even then, if you practice at least two to three minutes meditations, many meditations during the day, it will help you not to build your samskaras, not to build your patterns, like to, to make them, uh, uh, give them less power. Like instead of being so so greedy, instead of being. Uh, Do you want to so, talk a little bit about what a samskara is for the people listened? Yeah, you know, the, the, the when when we study, and I believe for for you as a as a psychiatrist, you know, you you finally doing the psychiatrist or psychologist? Uh, I I am a psychiatrist and specifically a psycho oncologist, where I focus. Uh, on and treating the psychiatry and psychological aspects of the disease in patients that have cancer. Okay, okay. I remember, I remember that uh, that Veda Decon, Doctor Veda Decon, told you not to go, to, not to go that path. <laughs> uh, uh, oh yeah, you know what? That was such an interesting conversation. That well, was he, She was. She was an amazing, an amazing meditation teacher. Veda, she uh, she was out of the of the of the human's mind. Oh my God, Gustavo, let me tell, since you bring it up, let me tell you about my conversation with her. So I go visit her. I guess that after meeting the uh, Saru Maharaja, meeting uh, and looking at Swami Veda and all these people, I really became kind of obsessed of finding people like that wherever I went. And I think I, maybe you, you, it may have been you that told me about her. So I, I went to Quito where she was and I just asked for an appointment and 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 i went with some friends and then she said okay but what do you want and i'm like i don't know i just like want to talk to you and she said okay sit down and then she sat all of us down on a table and she said she basically gave us a, a piece of paper she was trained as a union analyst so she did a little bit of this art related psychology therapeutic uh, aspect Psychometry, as she calls it. Yeah, psychometry. And and so she had me draw something on the paper, and I drew this guy on a, walking on a road next to like the, going towards the sun in 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 nature. And then she said, she asked me, "Okay, Christian, what is missing?" And and I and and she said, "Draw whatever is missing there." And then I drew glasses to this person. And then she said, that's your problem, Christian. And, and I'm like, what do you mean? And she said, stop trying to see and just see. And then something changed like internally, like, like I got it. I think like, but I, I, I don't yeah, yeah. think I, I, I will ever understand how to explain that, but it was a very, dramatic shift in my way of seeing things in that particular moment and then she just looked at me and said what are you gonna do now just go just are you gonna walk away and then i just literally left her office 
uh, for a while and started walking uh, around the block. And I, then I laid down like on, on the, <laughs> on the uh, 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 like next to the street, just like looking at the sky and everything just seemed brighter. And I don't know, like, like I just walked around. I like started crying a little bit, came back and, and then we talked a little bit further. And then she asked me like, oh yeah, what do you want to do? And I said, yeah, I want to become a psychiatrist. And, and she just kind of like start, just looked at me weird and said like, oh, you're going to treat people like with medications. And then she started laughing. So she didn't say no. So she, she just like was a little bit, she felt a little bit of irony in, in some maybe internal way about what it, whatever road that I was taking. Um, and I, I don't know, I think there, there, there is a lot of merit of uh, to do to give medications to people sometimes you know like if you're depressed and antidepressants can be very helpful uh, for for somebody that needs to to feel a little bit better to gather the the, the strength to to change their behavioral patterns right like me medication on its own can sometimes even be helpful for people I have had patients that just through antidepressants, just through anti-anxiety medications have dramatically shift the way they, they, they saw reality and eventually they leave the medications and they're, they're better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I don't think, I don't think Vera was, was against it. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I think one of the, like, uh, it's important to have doctors like yourself that are working in a holistic way, you know, mm -hmm. and um, there was there, there's still these these generations. Uh, and I think you're on mute now. There you go. Oh, so, sorry, sorry. The thing is that the thing is that uh, 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 a phone call enters, you know, and because I'm using my own connection, not the connection of the house, to be able to have better internet, mm -hmm. and a phone call just enters. So sorry. No and and uh, one of the things that I believe so important is to be able to have these these doctors with this knowledge as yourself that are able to to understand the human being the human being as a whole, not just as a machine. You know, I I I also, I, I like to say that um uh, one I used to, I, I'm I'm very used to say that right now uh, is very sad that the 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 medicine, the business of medicine has not, has not become the business of healthy, has become the business of sickness. Mm. You know, many, many doctors around the world rather you to be sick. You know, in, in, in many companies, you know, rather you to be sick instead of rather you to be healthy. Mm. And, and I do believe that antidepressants and, and pills and, and say, you know, I, I like, um, I like to be uh, right now, like, there's there's so many there's so much debate right now with the things of the of the virus and all, all this stuff you know when people are saying you know because if if you don't use this mask you know say you don't you don't you don't take care of yourself is like of course I take care of myself I practice yoga every damn day <laughs> you have no idea what that is and you don't know how, you have no idea what's happening to my immune system and what you know and I'm doing pranayama and when you do meditation. And there's so much research, and you know, like in Harvard University and some, so many labs, you know, around the world, like in the Meditation Research Institute in India and in the Lonafla, um, the Kaivalya Dam in Lonafla, the, this, this is one of the greatest uh, uh, yoga researchers institutes in the world. 
and also the Patanjali lab in, in, in Rishikesh, which is led by, I, I don't know, I'm sure you heard about Dr. Shirley Pills, which is one oh, of the- Oh, I have, I actually have been in touch with her years ago. We, we sent some emails back and forth. Yeah, you know, I, I, I invited her to the yoga conferences, so we're gonna find a way to bring her. And I also had the opportunity, I'm sure you also know the name, uh, one of the, he's, he's, a leading, he's a leading Harvard researcher one of the leading researchers in the United States, Dr. Sadbir Singh from, from Harvard University, but mm -hmm. in Casa, which we brought uh, here to-, to I Weber. also have been in touch with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, um, and, and there's so much, uh, so, so much information and so much uh, um, knowledge right now and research right now going on of the importance of, of yoga practice and meditation practice in an actual real holistic health, in, in all terms of your health. Uh, as a psychiatrist and a psychologist, I'm, I'm sure that you are aware of, my, like it's between the 70 to 70% of sickness, you know, of the body or come from, from, from the mind, you know, 70 to 70%, you know, psychosomatic sickness, you know. Yeah, yeah, that, Even, yeah. you're referring to a WHO statement on the majority of diseases being considered to be psychosomatic, which is an interesting statement, right? That we... We, we brushly, we, we briefly like read it and then we, we said, okay, whatever that means. But that is an important point. And I think that you do bring an important point that there's a preventive medicine and there's so, there's so much importance in taking care of yourself before you are feeling very sick, right? And not only, not only in, the, in the preventive way, but say like right now, if you are, if you are treating patients, you know, and you treat them like in a holistic way, not, not only, you know, not, not only say, okay, take these pills, yeah. Okay, you're taking these pills, but what are your life freedoms? What are your time to sleep? When, what are you doing when you go to sleep? What are you eating? What is exactly. the type of food you eating? You know, there, there's like, uh, like there's this saying in, you know, in, the, in, in ancient Greek, you know, let, your, let your, your food be your medicine, let your medicine be your food. Mm -hmm. if, if you are in all this, all, the food has so, so many, um, how you say, um, so, so, so many things inside. I don't know how to put it in English, but uh, so, so many things inside that, that are part of your, of your health. And there are things that in your, in your biotype, the type, the type of your body, the type of your biotype of the mind, because, you know, there's all this amazing knowledge of the Ayurveda, like understanding mm -hmm. what biotype you are, like what, what type of, of lifestyle is suitable to you to be able to, to be in, in your own balance, not in the balance of someone else, in your mm -hmm. own balance. And what type of food you are taking? What 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 rhythms you have in your life? What what type of practices? What type of exercise? Like all the things together, and then treat someone in a holistic way. Not only hey, take these pills. Okay, you're taking these pills, but I'm gonna teach you some pranayama. You know, you're gonna do this this breathing. You know, like take like makrasana. You know, the, the makrasana breathing that we use so much in the Himalayan tradition. Okay, you're gonna use this and use this this and that. And I, I would like you to do some Surya Namaskara, some, some, some exercise in this way. For treating so many diseases, from my point of view, it's not only about, it's not only about uh, just like saying no to pills or just to pills, but to, to be able to, to treat each person as that person have to be treated. And I com completely like say, uh, share with you your point of view, like saying there's so, so many things like going on with like, like, uh, like to be able to help people with pills. Of course, there's, I believe every type of fanatism is wrong, like to be able to be a fanatic. And I'm sure, I'm sure for, for, for what I knew about, um, 
from from Vera that that she she would help people in the way that everyone would be required to be helped, not just from 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 one side. And I, I just wanted to recall one thing that I, I remember asking her like year years ago. I remember sitting with her in in her in her in her in her uh, library in in her house, and uh, I don't know if you visited her house or yeah. in the okay yeah. in her house. We were sitting there, and I remember I was interviewing her at that time. I was making an interview about her, and then I I remember I asked her very uh, politely because you know it was a very uh, sensitive topic because she she had been you know uh, schizophrenic you know mm -hmm. she had been a schizophrenic when she in, in her young age and you know usually you can get better at schizophrenic mm -hmm. you can never heal him heal them you know there, there's mm -hmm. there's there's not a, there's no one moment that's going to be healed. Yeah. But she was like a very deep state of schizophrenia. Yeah. And she got healed through yeah. meditation. Mm -hmm. So I asked her very politely and, and very um, uh, carefully, like trying to find the correct ways. And I asked her, Veda, uh, uh, they say that during your, your youth, you know, when you were like in your young age, uh, being a, a young mother, you, you start developing some... Uh, psychological uh, conditions uh, the people say schizophrenia you know very very politely and very gently because I don't want to I don't want to you know you don't go to someone that had schizophrenia hey you were schizophrenic and you tell me you know what how, how happened no you know very politely and she looked at me you know with those green powerful eyes that she had you know with all her all her wrinkles you know like from the, from the age and, and the power of the silence that was behind her mind she looked deep in Deep in my eyes, and she told me, "Everyone is a schizophrenic. <laughs> the the man that is that is in the bus, going to his job, thinking of the problems of his house. The man who is in the in the house, thinking of the problems of his job. The the mother that that is given you know breastfeeding, and is in the cell phone, because nobody is in mind and body where they are. Nobody is present because the body is somewhere and the mind is somewhere else." So everybody's schizophrenic. You know, it's so it's so funny that you say that. That is uh, so very similar to what Eckhart Tolle says in in some of his books, right? When he he makes a comparison of the person that uh, there's this um, mental illness uh, taboo, right? Like when you see somebody like screaming in the street uh, as they walk, which is very common to see in very metropolitan cities. And then he says, well, there's no much difference between that person and you. The only difference between them is that you are doing that quietly in your mind, having this <laughs> eternal chatter. And, and it is only a matter of degree and quiet in your mind. There's so much benefit to it. And, it, and it's funny that you, that you talk about this schizophrenia of hers. You know, she has this book that I read called Terapia Iniciatica. In which she speaks about her being diagnosed with schizophrenia and living in Austria right before Hitler uh, invaded it, and then ended up ending up in Ecuador and really having just trouble because she would she was an actress and she would try to she identified too much with her role and, and then that became a, a significant problem and I and I like that same question that you have to her I wanted to ask her but. But she died before I was able to to meet with her again after I read her book, 
But what she speaks in her in her book, uh, which is interesting, is that she talks about schizophrenia as a as a like a, 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 as a non-stable identity. She talks about it, you know, it's it's almost easier to relate to it in yoga terms than in psychiatry terms in the sense yes, that, yes, yes. that, you know, there's this ahamkara, the identity of the self, the identity, the, the idea of who do you think you are. And when you are, when, when you are trying to become self-realized, you, you have to realize that you don't, uh, that you're not this identity. And when you speak about that process in, in yoga, you speak of it as self-realization. When you speak about it in, in psychedelic assisted psychotherapy, which we, we, we're researching for the treatment of depression, and et cetera, we talk about these ego death experiences. And, and, and then what she's talking about, which is so interesting is, well, before you get enlightened, before you, you, you experience these ego death experiences, you need to have an ego. You really do need to have a stable ahamkara or a stable identity in order to be able to go beyond and the problem and this is what she says i'm not saying what the what the current uh, understanding of research is uh, of schizophrenia but what she says is that when you're uh, in a when you're experiencing schizophrenia you're in this separated sense you're you're not you don't have a stable identity so you're all over the place and if you don't have a stable identity you may be able to perceive things that you related to ego death but but you you can't you don't know what you are or where you are or what you're so you, you're like all over the place you're experiencing all sorts of different uh, states of reality or altered state of consciousness without any like stable anchor which is your ahamkara yeah just yes. yeah which is an interesting way of seeing it yeah like uh there's so there's um as i was telling you you know and we were going um uh, we're talking about that aspect of the samskaras that um, as you, as a psychiatrist and as, a, uh, you know, and, and, you know, when, when people start like, um, or have been before practicing yoga and meditation, but, but real yoga, you know, right now, when we use a yoga, it doesn't give a, uh, like a real description of what yoga really is. And um, one thing that we see the one thing that we see, you know, is that when you, when you are when you when you are able to really study the depths of yoga and like going deeper in the in the real understanding, like say of the Yoga Sutra of the Bhagavad Gita and and like the real experience of meditation, going going beyond those um, self-created ideas of meditation, because one of one of the one of the weaknesses that we have in the Western world is that we pass we pass the philosophies and the psychologies of India, the psychologies of yoga, we pass it through our understanding. Like say, we don't understand yoga for itself. We interpret the yoga. Mm -hmm. like, we, we don't understand it for what it is. We don't understand what the teaching is, you know? And we talk about, when we talk about the mind, and when, when yoga talks about the mind, it's a very objective definition. You know, that is different from the, from the terms that we have in Western psychologies and, and in Western uh, philosophies and, and in Western understanding. And most of, most of our, our, our views are also uh, like divided in, in, in then 
completely decided to to terms of science and what type of science are you talking about and what uh what background is supporting your statements which most of the times come from the outside very mm -hmm. very rarely come from the inside and then in the other side from a very religious way that he, he has been imposed as as a as a point of view that is so so uh, so planted inside of you that is difficult to go beyond so so when i say a word like say god like you don't go to the experience of it and to right. the universality of it you pass it through through an idea of what you believe and then what 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 but what you believe not most of the time is not what the reality is and 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 so so we we, we tend to go be, between these two side 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 uh um uh, points of view inside one person, you know, because we have studied Western Western uh, psychologies and Western Western point of views, and then we have also Western religions and and Western applied religions, and we we have that in this brain and in this mind. So everything that comes passes through through those lenses. Mm -hmm. We're not seeing the reality of, of the expression of of itself as it is. Just we interpret it, so we tend. To, we and we tend then to we tend then to divide this is wrong this is right this is correct this is correct mm -hmm. because why because this 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 says this is it ah because of this no but this is this other thing mm -hmm. so we are, we're not understanding it itself but it is but it's so so amazing when we are able to go beyond that and in terms of of really understanding the psychology of yoga and then when when you not necessarily compare it that be, be able to to relate it to the proposals of, of western psychology of western psychiatry and then also then all the depth of the study of psychedelics you know there's there's so much you know i i myself ha have been able to to do the experience of ayahuasca in 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 very in very deep ways in very deep way of connections and and have, have haven't been able to understand not from from the outside but from like real experiences and then understanding my meditation experiences mm -hmm. understanding then my 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 psychedelic experiences and my, and my psychic experiences you know and being able to observe different levels you know because there's so many things that people say you know this is this is that and then for a person who has no knowledge and no understanding of their own mind no understanding of your own mind mind is just you know it's, it's most of the times we believe that we are the mind mm -hmm. and we don't, we don't we don't see the mind you know as a tool yeah. and we we get all mixed there you know and when we talk about samskaras you know that i i believe that's one of the of of the most important topics that we can find in the yoga sutra and in the yoga psychology like understanding why we act the way we act why we react the way we react the term the the the, um, the 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 correct translation would be impression you know samskara is an impression it's like a footprint footprint that was implanted there in in our mind in a certain moment by a shock by your experience either good or bad either good or bad it doesn't depend the problem the, uh, uh, the problem really is with the with the bad ones because the good ones make no problem you i always ask this in my courses you know who has a problem with uh, being happy, what's the problem with, with feeling peace? What's the problem with feeling love? You don't have a problem with feeling love. You don't have a problem with feeling happy. You have a problem. You have a problem when you're feeling sad. You have a problem when you're when you're feeling anxious. That's making your your, your problem. Then you're you're having some conflict. 
because no one has a conflict. It's like, you have a conflict when you have money? No, because you have the money there and you're happy. You're able to spend. But you have a conflict when you, when you don't have the money because you're not able to buy what you need to buy at the moment. So most of our main problems come um, with the negative emotions and, and negative thoughts. And you know that that, was, that is one of the most important topics within the Himalayan tradition, the emotional purification, to be able to, to, to release and to clean the negative emotions and to lessen their power, less their power in our lives. And samskara is, is a very interesting uh, term and, and um, more than a term, uh, a, a really interesting experience, like understanding our, our uh, psychological prints, everything that has been imprinted. And that is creating, that is creating what in yoga is called vasana, which is an automatic reaction to it. Doesn't matter how, 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 how much we try consciously not to act that way or not to think that way, we, we go again in the same vicious circle all the time, repeating and repeating and repeating. And there's and, and you as a psychiatrist, you, you know there's so many, so many patterns that we find in our life. You know, there's this woman that falls in love with a man that hits her or or abuses her, and then she leaves that man, and there she finds a man exactly the same again and again and again. He's going all the time during his vicious circle because it's not about the man itself. It's about her. It's about her mind. It's about it's about what is there that needs to be completed. To be able to feel happy, to be able to feel joy, to be able to feel complete, uh, to be able to relate for the samskara of the, of the impression that is there. And then you just have automatic, automatic reaction. Mm -hmm. And then comes the, the only way, because in, in Patanjali's yoga, in the Yoga Sutra, in Patanjali's yoga is the only way, is the practice of meditation. It's the only way to go beyond those samskaras. Mm -hmm. And to understand what it, what is really happening in, in, in the mind, mm -hmm. to be able to 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 lessen that action, mm -hmm. to lessen to the, see, the intensity of the action, to, to to see to see what's really happening in your mind, mm -hmm. like to go to a deeper understanding. You know, you know, you know it uh, even better than me. That there's so many people that doesn't know what goes in their mind. You know mm -hmm. what what is happening in their mind. It's like uh, like. I know how much food I have in my stomach right now. I'm more, I know how much food I have like uh, in, in waste inside of me that is going to go out of my body uh, around two o'clock today. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what's going on in this system, and, and, and people don't know what's going on in this system. Like, okay, you feel anxious. Do you know that you feel anxious? Mm -hmm. Sometimes when people are depressed or anxious, they don't know that they're depressed or anxious. There we go. It got disconnected for a little bit. One second. Okay. There we go. So now, now I'm there again. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. No problem. Yeah, it got disconnected okay. for a second. So, so what I what I was telling you is that um, the difference is from a practitioner from a non-practitioner is that you know what's going on in your mind. I, I, at least you know that something is happening. Maybe you mm -hmm. don't understand it very well, but you know mm -hmm. that something is happening. You, you try to take care of what's going on. And uh, I believe one of the, of the most important aspects of a real yoga practice, of a serious yoga practice, is understanding your samskara, is understanding your pattern, is understanding that, that sometimes you are greedy, sometimes you, are, you act from fear, sometimes, sometimes you are from, you, you, from, um, from
from a tendency of looking for uh, validation from someone else instead of finding that in yourself. You know, the, the, this problem of validation is so, so, um, so easy to look at, you know, right, right now in social media. Everyone's looking for likes. Everyone's looking for, for outside validation. And, and then in the terms of relationships, we have uh, our relationships most of the times are so, um, so immature because we're looking for the other one to make me happy. And in the only way that I can find happiness is within myself. Now, though, in, in most of Western psychology's point of view, a healthy, a healthy, a healthy relationship will depend on, on an ego feeling healthy, mm-hmm. you know, on, on your own personality feeling, feeling healthy. We, you know, we, in the yoga tree, but in the yoga tradition, and you know it very well, we try to go to the Atman. Mm-hmm. We try you know, to go I, to the Atman. And then from the Atman, from the understanding of the self, then we come to, to, to share in between because of there we're gonna, there's going to there's gonna be days that you're, you're going you're gonna, to, we, we go with, with these two streams. Some days, like I'm like I'm a I'm a piece of crap, you know. I I don't value anything. I'm the worst, you know. And then in the other side of the coin is I'm the greatest. I'm the great guy, you know. I'm the more handsome one. I'm the stronger one. I'm the coolest one. And we're dancing between it. Mm-hmm. But there are just two sides of the same coin. It's it's not, it's not the understanding of the real self. And from that real self, that understanding of being completely, uh, being complete, being full, being happy, just inside deep inside then be able to to feel well and, and to and to live well in, in your outside life i agree and you know what it's so like one of the i feel very lucky to have learned uh, a lot of yoga philosophy i mean i still am learning this is something that i would probably never stop reading about and practicing i think meditation is so important in my daily practice and and really in my life as you were talking about like earlier today on their daily like reset i and and then i also love the idea of learning psychiatry and learning psychology as you know i feel like we're all humans we all have minds and we and a lot and and i agree that all of us are trying whatever it is that our main profession or our or or hobbies, whatever predilections we have, I do think that all of us have a drive to feel better and feel happier, and we don't necessarily know how to do that. But a lot of us try to understand how to get there, and I think yoga has a very comprehensive, beautiful system. And and one of the things that we have been talking about this is the samskaras and how to slow the this impression like they call it right like this impression that lead us to uh, do certain patterns of behavior unconsciously without realizing that it may either be good for us or bad for us and then this was kind of like rediscovered by like freud and this he calls him repetition compulsions in the psychoanalytic theory And, and it is to say it it it's the same thing would maybe like the treatment there is a little bit different but it's not the, the way that i see it is not different it's complementary you know like exercise good for yeah, yeah. you and and good and eating well is good for you too and i love the idea of having very different ways in which you can address a samskara 
I think that you can address the samskara through meditation. I agree. It's like a powerful, self-directed way. Uh, psychotherapy is another way of doing it. Uh, you, but it's an external way, right? Like you need a psychotherapist to come and notice the samskara and bring it into conversation. So, it, so in order to bring the unconscious to consciousness and then have you, there's a reason the unconscious is unconscious is because you don't want it to be conscious. You don't want to see it and the meaning of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. You, uh, you know, like, and it's like a, an uncomfortable experience. And then there's psychedelic assisted psychotherapy, which does the same thing uh, that psychotherapy would do, but in overdrive, like it, it confronts you to the, to, to the samskara and it makes you purify very fast if you're able and allow it to be so. And there's some ways in, in which you would do this before you do psychedelic assisted psychotherapy at least what the way that it's been done in the research world is that you have a few sessions before that that help you to guide you through the process of embracing that difficult feeling which is the 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 samskara coming back in full force in that moment and just purifying in a, in a very short amount of time resetting your mind and allowing for you to create new patterns without the without a lot of its influence. If you don't practice the patterns, the new patterns of behavior, the samskara regains its strength. It's it, 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 you, you really do, it's like a never ending yeah. process. And, and that's the beauty of it, right? It, sometimes the samskara is so strong, you can't see beyond it. And in those times, maybe, maybe that it's so bad and, and you're so caught up in it and you're so depressed by it. Maybe in that moment, an antidepressant can relieve that suffering and then you can talk about how to get out of it and then slowly be you know you know Shane, i had experience of uh, i have a student of mine that he's from from europe yeah. and 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 he he's he was a very young boy mm -hmm. and he he had experience um he has experienced uh, a lot of bullying during his young age in mm -hmm. in the school yeah. so actually he didn't finish he didn't finish school because of the bullying mm -hmm. and and at the beginning, uh, when he, he, he when he came to me, he was overweight. Now this he was in Europe. He came to one teacher training. He was all overweight, and he was like you, you could feel him. He he was out of his place. You know, he he, he was out of his mind, and he was telling me, I, "I'm I'm really scared of all the thoughts that pass through me." You know, if you would have seen him at that time, you you would have seen a boy that he was the the profile. Of the guys of the mass shootings in school. Wow. You know, he was a profile of the boys that come with the bomb and put in the school. Because, because he's feeling he's feeling scared. You know, most of the times the people who who does the thing, they're not just doing it out of uh, out of the they are crazy or whatever. They they've been bullied, they've they've been mistreated, you know. There, there's so much uh, psychological um, um, pressure for them to be able to go to do that. Of course, there are, there are many cases in different ways, but most of the time, you see the profiles of, of, these, uh, of these boys that are, be, that are being abused, that are being bullied. They, they come and their reaction. Actually, there's, there's this song that I'm, I'm sure you're very familiar with, you know, Jeremy from Pearl Jam. Oh, I don't think I know it. You, know, you, have, you, have seen, you, you have never heard Jeremy? No, but I will after we talk today. No, you have to you have to see the you have to see the video and okay. listen to the lyrics. But he exposed the situation. Uh, mommy didn't give attention. 
to the boy, uh, uh, daddy didn't give attention to the boy, mommy didn't care. And, you know, and there is, then Jeremy spoke, spoke today in class, you know, Jeremy spoke in class today, you know, and, 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 and he, and he describes the, the situation of this boy that everyone is bullying, everyone is uh, bothering, but then the day comes when the boys get crazy and now, now you fear him because of what he's doing. So um, he, he came to me and tells me, okay, the only thing that is this boy came to me and tells me, you know, I'm feeling this way. I want to go to the school and, you know, maybe kill these people, you know, and they're, they're treating me bad and they're abusing me and doing this and that. And I feel this way. And he's, he, you know, I'm just listening. You know, the first part is just listen, listen to what, what you're saying. And then he tells me, you know, the only thing that calms me and keep me calm is I'm, I'm smoking weed every day. That, that's what I'm doing. It keeps, keeps me calm. But I spoke to the, I spoke to the yoga teacher. I spoke to the, to the yoga teacher, to the yoga director of this, of this center. And he told me to stop using drugs. He told me to stop using, 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 uh, using weed. Because if I just, because, you know, yoga says it's wrong, whatever this and that, you know, there, there's so much just what is wrong, what is right. Mm-hmm. People don't know. And I said, wait, this is what's going to happen. I, I, I say, you, you're not going to stop smoking weed, but you're going to do it in a controlled way. You're going to smoke Mondays, thir- uh, Wednesdays, and, and, and Fridays. You know, use it this way very calmly. Feel how you feel. How you feel. Mm-hmm. Know what you are thinking. Then you're going to do this pranayama. You're going to do this practice. Of course, I, I taught him, you know, not the shodanas and some special practice here, especially to him. You're going to do it like this, like this, like that. And I want you to follow these steps like very clearly. You're going to do this, this, and that. And, and he started doing it. And if you see this boy today, very slowly he stopped, he stopped smoking weed completely, very slowly. Now he doesn't, you know, he's completely vegetarian. He doesn't smoke weed, you know. Uh, he doesn't drink, you know, maybe like social drinks or whatever. And he, he's an outstanding boy. And, and, and if you see him right now, you wouldn't believe the, the profile that I'm describing you from before. Because he completely changed his mindset through yoga, through meditation. But he also used, he also used as part of his treatment, weed, marijuana, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to calm, to calm his senses. And that was what's calming him. And imagine if, if I come, you know, with no, with no idea, with no maturity at all, just, just from from blind belief, tell me, no, you have to stop doing this and do that. That's going to become repression. Exactly. It's going re- it's gonna, it's gonna to be repressing. And I'm not giving, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not giving him any, any you know, any, any uh, um, receta medica, like telling him you have to go and drink this pill and take this pill, mm-hmm. whatever. No, because I, don't ha- I have no knowledge on that. Mm-hmm. So I, I can only recommend what I know and what I know how to use and what I know to do. And of course, I know I knew that he was going to a therapist, you know, and taking care of a therapist. Otherwise, I would always recommend a therapist. You know, I, I remember I have a, I have another student in Spain, and, and she she was going through a very difficult situation in in her life with her husband. And and I told, okay, I, I want you to continue your practice. You're gonna do two meditation this way, this amount of time, this this mantra. You know, like recommending the the practice itself. Then, but I also need you to look for a therapist because what I'm seeing right now, you don't have you don't have someone to be able to talk to. And I, and I believe uh, psychotherapy is so important, even even if you have yoga and meditation. 
even if you have all these creatures and all these great practices, even then, to be able to bring up, to bro bring out all these samskaras and talk about them and understand them and understanding the conscious level and, and discuss them in a conscious level and support it with a deep meditation to be able to observe them clearly, that will work in, in a way that that wouldn't work, like say, working only with meditation or only working with a psychotherapy. If you use both of them, uh, like uh, any scenario will will bright up like really, really fast in a, in a in a way that 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 you're healing, you're you're growing, your maturity uh, with with that uh, emotional experience will will be faster than if you do it in an, in another way, not having help. I believe it's so important. To be able to have help of a, of, better, of a good psychotherapist, of a good uh, psychiatrist, a good psychologist, they can recommend you and guide you. And and of course, if uh, the help of meditation, the help of hatha yoga, the help of all these psycho psychophysiological um, techniques and, and and spiritual techniques will help you in in a deeper deeper ways. I, I believe right now there, there's 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 not a uh, there's not there's not what sing, what one single teacher like honest like real teacher in the world to have an experience you know doing research and learning more and, and going deeper uh, as me for myself like I enjoy talking with all these great yoga researchers and actually one of the greatest greatest yoga researchers of the world uh, I had the the sad news that he just passed passed passed, um, passed away um, during uh, I think December December January. Which is Doctor? I don't know if you ever heard of him. Maybe you you have heard because he he was really one of the brightest mind on research and and in all the health aspects of yoga okay. in the in the famous Kaivalya Dam in South India in in certain mm -hmm. India in Pune, Lonafla exactly Lonafla. Uh, the name is uh, Doctor Mukunda Bole, Doctor Bole. No, he, he, you, you should like go, go deep in, in, in what, what he has done. You know, his research on yoga, mm -hmm. actually the most uh, ancient, the most, uh, the oldest, uh, I would say, research lab of yoga is the one in Lonafla, the, the, which is called the Kaivalya Dam in Pune. Like, uh, they are the ones who start putting the, the standards of yoga research in medicine, in psychology, in psychiatry. You know, and, and, and having like a really, really deep uh, understanding of authentic tradition, authentic yoga, and also always going, uh, advancing with science, you know, advancing with science, you know. Well, I remember that, that one of the things I learned from Dr. Bole, you know, is, a, is very basic. You know, you know, many schools of yoga, they, they tell you, like sometimes like as, as, a blind, as a blind belief, you know, like that you can see prana, you know, prana, the life energy, that you can see it. Like if you, if you go to, if you put your hand in, like in a, in, in, like watching, looking at the sky, I'm sure you, you maybe someone taught you this experience. Then you mm -hmm. take your, your hand out and you start looking at the, at the, at the, you know, just at the air. You're going to mm -hmm. see this, this is, this is more like warmth mm -hmm. of light, you know, like, of like, you know, like, uh, uh, like the stadios. Uh, yeah, of, of like, like little flashes of light. You know, little it's so funny. Um, and, and 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 then you know I, I remember talking that was the first versus encounter for me of this with Dr. Bolay and, and because he said prana you can you can feel prana but you cannot see it and you cannot touch it 
you can you can feel prana because that's a life it's life energy but there's no way to see it and there's no way to touch it but but, but i say uh, dr bolea but I, I have been taught that you can see prana i didn't know that that what you are seeing is called the uh, the blue the blue optic uh, optic uh, phenomena this is it's not something that is happening outside it's something that's mm -hmm. happening inside you yeah. know the, the, the eyeball and i say like really and, and he showed me all the research and everything yeah and i said of, of course this is true <laughs> what you're saying is, is, the, is the real deal and i have been thinking and i have i have been teaching this yeah. so i'm not teaching this anymore and to any <laughs> student i always tell them please you know i was wrong you know uh, i didn't have the information i received this wrong information and but but it's, it's very important to be able to to, to, to have your yoga and your meditation and whatever you're doing supported also by research and science and, and the work of these great people like Dr. Bole, like Shirley Tales, like, like uh, Sadbir Singh, so important right now in the world. Absolutely. You know, it's funny that you said that because when I was uh, little, I was also taught that. And then I read the research that, that this uh, effect that you're talking about is the reflection of your light towards your white blood cells in, in inside the your your eyeball and that's the little things that you're seeing moving around as in as in flashes of light which is yeah. so interesting um hey gustavo thank you so much for taking the time and talking with me today it's been like a good ha one and a half hours that we've been talking now and let me yeah, ask you something I, you know, I love talking to you. I, I forgot how much fun it is. And I think that we could talk for hours about all these different experiences and different masters and different teachings. And and I think we should. I definitely think that we should meet again sometime in the future and talk. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think so. so. And I'm, I'm really happy because I remember when, when we were, we would chat in the in the past. Also, there was a time for you because you were also studying and learning and didn't have you didn't have so much knowledge on yoga and also you were learning more in psychiatry going going deeper and and right now you have gone to more experience and, and, mm -hmm. and more learning and and in this way uh you we are also able to discuss new topics and new ideas in in, in, in new ways because when you know when, when you are talking to someone that has no idea on yoga mm -hmm. and, and and then even if you have knowledge on psychiatry on psychology but if you don't have the knowledge of how to understand its relation with yoga is it's not easy to 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 understand what are we talking about yeah. and 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 i i feel i feel the same way you feel uh, christian it's, it's really i'm really happy with this chat yeah thank you and how can people find you like i just heard that you you guide this you do these tours in india for a month when they meet with a lot of people and i know that you do yoga teacher training programs and you travel the world teaching around where can people find you if they wanted to to know you a little bit better well, we, uh, I'm, I have to be honest, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm a really good, uh, I'm not really good with social media and just like really now learning. During my time in India, I, I had the opportunity to, to have the support of my very good friend, Anantadas, uh, that was staying here, there with me. And he's uh, an amazing photographer and an amazing uh, film, uh, film cameraman, filmmaker. And he was helping me, you know, with uh, with certain things there in India, and um, and I also have this of an outstanding filmmaker from from Quito, Gustavo Chiriboga. Mm -hmm. So so I've been creating things for for the YouTube channel. I've been creating things for you know. I have I don't know if you've seen. I have a beautiful meditation that we based it on the Bhagavad Gita, and mm -hmm. so you put it you put it on. It's in Spanish, obviously, 
and, and you put it on and, and, and you're able to, to, to meditate following the, the recommendations of the Gita itself, of Krishna, of Krishna itself in the Bhagavad Gita. Mm. And then using the, the path of Dhyana Yoga of the Himalayan tradition. It's a very beautiful meditation. So I have this YouTube channel with this Yoga Rahasya. We are working with the yoga, yogarahasya.com. Yoga Rahasya is in, in, in that, that's my website. And then Gustavo Plaza, uh, how you say, uh, Guillaume Bajo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. underscore. On, on, yeah, the under, uh, yoga, Gustavo Plaza, underscore yoga. And, and that's, that's my Instagram. And I, I publish things there. And then in my website, and I, I usually go to California uh, once in a year to, to teach there. And I was invited also, uh, I'm, I'm most, mostly like there are places where I, where I go to, like Rum Romania, Russia, Spain, Bar Barcelona and Madrid are one of my main places where, where, I, where I teach. And then in, South, in Central America, in Nicaragua, and obviously in Ecuador. But I'm trying to move everything for, for here to most of my deep teacher trainings, like the two weeks intensive for the ashram, which we are putting all our efforts for people to be there, to be able to like really, really connect, you know, to have to have the experience. You know, you, you have done a teacher training. You know, you know the difference of being able to do two straight weeks, three straight weeks of practice and, and yeah. deepen in the studies. And obviously our our, our teacher training is, is, uh, is a... Um, is a tradition of the Himalayan tradition. So, so we have all this beautiful content and the understanding of this, all this authentic tradition of yoga and the vastness of yoga. Yoga Rahasya itself, we have, we have uh, make, made it uh, as, a, uh, as, as a system based on four main pillars, which are Hatha Yoga, aligned-oriented, is a very aligned-oriented Hatha Yoga. Then the, the, the path and techniques of the Dhyana Yoga of the Himalayan tradition. The, the beauty the beauty of the uh, of the traditions of bhakti yoga which put all this sense of of, of kindness and, and loving that you find in, in the bhakti traditions as sadhu maharaj you know that, that the, all, all the all the sadhu maharaj part and and then the all the all the understanding of the of of the goodness of life or the tantric philosophy what is called tantra yoga there's so there's so many misunderstood uh, on, on tantric tradition but tantra is such an, an amazing and beautiful tradition and having all this connection of, of, of all, all these four limbs that that, that we use in, in the presentation of yoga rahasi itself so people can look for us in in the website uh yogarahasi.com and and then um then also in the in the Instagram mainly, and then the YouTube channel, which is Yoga Rahasia slash Gustavo Plaza, is, is the one that we're having. And they can come to India. Suppose you were going in October. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Maybe you will need a vaccine to, to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I'm actually thinking about talking with you about like I I'm definitely going to India. I think next year it'd be interesting to 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 see if we can. Maybe you, should come, maybe, you should, maybe you should come with us. One of the things that I always tell, you know, people like yourself is like, um, is it very good to, to come to come to India with someone that knows and I'll be mo mo most and happy to help you. And then you can stay longer. You know, mm -hmm. like you, you come for, for like, say, normally I take people for two weeks and they you still longer. It's easier when you have come and you have like known India itself, know, know the things, the culture, you know, how to develop. 
and then you stay you really take take you know uh, uh, a very uh, take, take advantage of your time like to we really to, to squeeze the best of the best from India because you, you already you already know the culture you already know there's there certain things in a cultural way like say I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell you one thing you know it's very it's very this is very Indian you know if you, in, in the streets in India if you ask someone for an address you say you say you you're say you you want to find Sadhu Maharaj Mm-hmm. And or Mugir Mandir, where where he lives, and you go, you are lost in Vrindavan, and you ask someone, do you know do do you know the, how to get to to the to this ashram? The person in India, even if he doesn't know, he rather tells you a wrong address than telling mm-hmm. you <laughs> than telling you that he doesn't know. It's, it's something very very Indian, you know, and it's it's not a, it's very naive. It's not something mm-hmm. that they're doing that from 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 you know. From evil, you know they want to be bad with you. It's just, it's just you know, in, in the in the in the popular mind, is that they rather tell you a wrong direction than saying I don't know. They, mm. they rather say, no, you just walk and turn turn right. So, okay, you walk and turn right, and there's there's no way, you know, they didn't know the address. <laughs> so there, there there's certain things that it's important to know about Indian culture and popular Indian culture um, to be able to, to get the, the best of your time. So whatever is in my hand to help you, Christian, when you want to come, let me know. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, Gustavo. And I wish you all the best. And it was lovely talking to you. Show.